James, I'm not sure quite what's happened. Some dudes are outside my window here and they're trying to climb in. I don't get it. Just give me one second. I'm going to let some dudes in my window. Hang on one moment. <laughs> sure thing. No problems. They're coming through. Okay, so here's the deal. Are you being burgled right now? I'm not being burgled. Four <laughs> dudes have just walked in and they're uh, sliding through. And they're waving and they're closing doors and they're scooting out the other side. Beautiful. This is happening live, folks. This is this is reality. And they're podcasting. waving. <laughs> Dude, hilarious. You can't script this stuff. Love it. Yeah, seriously. Right. I, just so you know, I had three Japanese dudes and an Aussie with their lunch just pop in the window, walk through, wave, and pop out the other side. I don't know who they are, but I'm glad that they did. <laughs> Super weird. <laughs> All right. SalesMarketingProfit.com Real world case studies. No theory, just real results. You're listening to SMP with James Schramko and Taki Moore. James Schramko here. Welcome to Sales Marketing Profit. I tried to say that a little bit quicker this time, Taki. <laughs> Welcome, Taki. <laughs> Thanks, man, for introducing me and letting me be part of our podcast. That's awesome. <laughs> well, you have uh, what introduction anxiety, I think. I really do, man. I've got another podcast that I do with this other guy and he goes, okay, it's your turn to intro it right now and I just don't even – like. it's pretty simple, dude. It's like here's the show and my name's Taki. For some reason, I struggle with that. I'm good at everything else but I can't start. Well, one thing we are good at is getting straight to the point on these shows. We like to just dig right in. Yep. We're all – all killer, no filler. Killer, no filler. Yep. We talked about that on the last episode. Yes. We're both back in Sydney. We've got our um, focus and concentration happening. And today we've got an amazing case study and it's your turn. Cool, man. Yeah, can't wait. Uh, really excited. This is a client who I met three months ago. So we've been working together for 90 days. His name's Rob, Rob Cosberg. He lives in California. Super good dude. He helps businesses to build kind of fame, authority and marketing by helping them write a book and then launch it. That's kind of his deal. Nice. And I imagine that'd be a pretty competitive market. Everyone wants to have their own book. What's that saying? Everyone has a book in them and that's exactly where <laughs> most of them should stay. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So Rob helps people to kind of unpack a book or in some cases write it for them and then launch it to Amazon bestseller status and then you know, use that as a platform to kind of launch other services from. He's a really smart dude, been a client for three months and uh, gee, we'd be down to do some magic. So uh, do we talk about the situation first or do you want me to kind of jump to the end? How, you, you can call back me as much as you want me to. First, I think we should just talk about unpacking because you use that word a fair bit and I know you don't mean it's arrived in a box and you're opening up the wrapper, right? Can, no. can you just develop that a little bit for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everything's got layers and part of you know, the reason we do these sales marketing profit podcasts as a case study is because we want to take great result. So there's a difference between a testimonial, which is, hey, I work with Taki and in three months I X my business or I work with James and look at the great thing happened. Like, that's cool. But there's no meat on that. There's no value to the listener. That's just us bragging. And so rather than us brag, let's go figure out what actually happened and what makes a business transform from, from like you talked about last time, you know, okay state to great state and if we can unpack that or in, in, you know, I guess dissect that and turn it into step-by-step step, one, two, three, ABC format, then it's really easy for somebody else who listens to this to go, great, now I know what's missing for me and I can do that bit and it becomes much more valuable, much more practical. So it's kind of like when you're at the airline transport thing, you have to go through security, you have to take out your laptop and your, any of your liquids under 100 mils and put them in a separate tray so that the customs agent can immediately see exactly what you've got with, you know, without even having to ask a question. 
Yeah, it's exactly like that, but without the cavity <laughs> search. I know you asked for that, but I just think you're mad. <laughs> okay. Creepy. Moving now, on. Just give us the before situation. I want to know, wind back to three months ago. Where was Rob at? Yeah, so three months ago, Rob and I met the day before an event, uh, Million Dollar Coach Intensive. And uh, we were on the phone. He's actually referred by a great client of mine from here in Sydney, Yvonne Hiltz. And uh, here's his situation. Um, his, his background was in financial services and he'd written a book that had really served him well. It had kind of positioned him really well in the industry and he was scaling out of a partnership, you know, winding up an old partnership in financial services and taking this idea of, you know, I've written a book that really helped me with my business. Let me help you do the same. That was kind of his deal, yeah? He had a couple of things going for him. Number one, he was good at driving traffic and Facebook was really working for him, but his sales process was just massively underperforming. I mean, literally when I had the conversation with him over the phone, he said, so you know, I'm like, well, how does it work right now? And he's telling me about his sales process. And in the month before we met, like the 30 days before, he did 81 hour sales appointments. Can you imagine? He's a workhorse. He's a workhorse. So 81 hour sales appointments for people with people who are, you know, Pretty much, you know, fairly well qualified and a good match. He's selling roughly a twelve thousand dollar deal. Eighty sales appointments, but of the eighty, he was he was closing one in ten. And for some people, they would consider that one in ten. You know, if, if you go back to like the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross old school sales, they're just these hardcore, you know, appointment crunching sales reps. And in one in ten on twelve thousand dollars, I guess some people could justify that as being. Okay. Yeah, he's like working hard and thought it was okay because I mean, dude, and he'd bought from he'd bought programs from three people who you know, we won't mention, but that you know and I know and are you know, meant to be kind of a big deal. And he felt crap about it because he's pushing people into stuff. He feels like a sales guy, and you know, one in ten, he thinks he's doing okay. And there's a moment he says, "I'm like, dude, well, one in ten is is pitiful." Like we could do so much more than that. Anyway, so, so he had two problems. Number one, he's got a brute force model. He's doing strategy session after strategy session after, you know, like sales appointment after sales appointment and closing one in 10. He was working with about eight, you know, authors or would be authors at a time. And which his current business, you know, I think in our second episode, you talked about the, the capacity marketing seesaw. Capacity, exactly. Capacity marketing seesaw. So given his current marketing, he's got capacity to look after his eight. But not like the question that you and I both asked is if we 10x your business, could you manage? And the answer is, well, kind of no, right? He couldn't scale. So it was like a, the short term was I'm working really hard and I'm doing okay. And the long term was, you know, not only don't I have enough leads to kind of 10x and, and convert 10x, but if I did, I don't have a system that can handle that. So he basically he's absolutely at his ceiling, a lot like the last case study we talked about. And there's some crossover there about the feelings around selling. You know, a really common scenario where you're working your butt off and you're absolutely limited to how far you can take it because you just physically can't handle anymore. Correct. Exactly right. So something had to change. Yeah, enter Taki Moore. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <Da, da, da. laughs> exactly. So trumpets uh, heralding. Yeah, exactly. Ba, 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 ba. So do we? Do you want to do what we did, or do you want to go to the end result? I'm putty in your hands, James. Where do you want to go? You know what? Oh, I could I could really spin a bottle on this one. I think it would be really interesting to talk about what you did. Let's just savor this process as it goes and then we'll, the big reveal at the end. Perfect, man. And to be honest, the big reveal is pretty epic. Like we got results so good in his first week that he offered to write me a book in these first you know, 10 days after becoming a client, which, which is awesome, right? Anyway, let's talk about what we did. I break 
you know, running a business into three core areas, you know, attract and convert and deliver. Attract is how do we generate leads and warm them up so that they're ready to buy. Convert is what do we do to convert a prospect into a client. And then deliver is how do we deliver our service, hopefully in a leveraged way that can scale. Mm-hmm. And um, what we've got to be looking at is every client comes to us with you know, a different set of current situation and a different set of goals. And so sometimes um, we'll do attract first, i.e. kind of fix lead gen. Sometimes we'll do convert first and often we'll do convert first because uh, it's quick to change and we can get big runs on board, which then frees up time to attract and deliver. Um, and then every now and again, we'll do a deliver first for somebody who's got you know, that kind of an issue where, they're, they're, you know, frankly, they're maxed out right now. We need it, we need it free up. But in Rob's case, uh, we started with convert. Well, because he already had, he said he's good at getting traffic. And isn't this the funny thing? Like for most people starting from scratch, they've got so many things to worry about that it's quite overwhelming. Yeah. Like they, they don't even know if they can't, if they can convert or not when they can't get traffic. So you're basically saying working on the low hanging fruit, just correct going, going for the easiest win and focusing on, on what would be uh, determined the biggest constraint right then and there. Yeah, and so we did three things, yeah, and we did them in this order. Number one, fixed convert, the way he sells, making sure that's worked, and, and uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Next, we went, okay, let's look at this sales funnel, you know, the, the front-end piece. What can we optimize there? And he's got a really slick-looking, really simple sales process that we'll talk about. And then finally, just in the last three weeks, after doing the other two things and getting some great results, now we've put some things in place so he can you know, dramatically scale. And I mean, as of today, he's now working with 60 authors at a time instead of eight because so, we've had to change the, the, his ability to deliver to mass because everything else is working so well. Yeah. And has, you know, the whole thing lifts. It's like you, you fix one thing, now the constraint moves, moves and you're moving to the next target. It's like uh, the Kaizen never-ending process of improvement. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So uh, let's talk about what we did. Uh, very first thing that we did, in fact, he learned this at my, at my sales event, you know, the $200 event. Mm-hmm. He'd bought the day before and then came to the event to because um, it was killer. And uh, I spent like 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes talking about – the you know, nine square conversion conversation, you know, the thing we talked about in episode one. Yeah, so you could go back to episode one and listen to that if you haven't already. And therefore, we don't need to flesh Not it out. Not in quite so much here. detail, but there's a couple of nuances that I think really helped him that we'll talk about. And the first one was number one, having a, having a system. And you and I have talked a ton about frameworks and that if you don't have a framework, you're kind of guessing each time, you're winging it each time, and you're never going to be as effective as you could. And we've also highlighted the fact that you will need to adjust the framework according to your yeah, situation. Exactly. And so if you're selling coaching, consulting, some kind of expert thing, my framework is perfect. And then in our last episode, uh, we talked about the six, your six seating questions, which can be altered depending on somebody's needs, right? Exactly. One of the things that nobody really seems to talk about in sales is tone. And I don't know, if, you know how much sales training you've seen. I'm sure you've seen a ton. But what often happens with sales training is – uh, they teach you to kind of be high energy and enthusiastic and likable. And uh, I actually got trained really different. A friend of mine asked me this great question. And he said, um, uh, why are you being so enthusiastic on the phone? I said, well, so, you know, because you know, every, you know, every sales book in the world tells you to be, really is why. And he said, who are the only people who are enthusiastic on the phone? I said, oh, well, my friends and salespeople. He goes, yeah, and you're not their friend. So what the hell are you doing being all kind of happy? That's funny. We were talking in the, the last episode about you don't have to be buddies with the salesperson. Like you, if you want to buy fuel, you don't have to love the attendant totally. in the shop. You want the fuel, you're going to buy it. Even if he's got a shitty attitude, if he's the only one there to process your card, it's happening. Yeah. So they say we, we buy from people we know, like, and trust. Yeah, true. But you don't need to be liked. Really what you need is you need to be the doctor. The consultative approach. Exactly. 
James, I'm not sure quite what's happened. Some dudes are outside my window here and they're trying to climb in. I don't get it. Just give me one second. I'm going to let some dudes in my window. Hang on one moment. <laughs> sure thing. No problems. But come on through. Okay, so here's the deal. Are you being burgled right now? I'm not being burgled. Four dudes <laughs> have just walked in and they're uh, sliding through. And they're waving and they're closing doors and they're scooting out the other side. Beautiful. This is happening live, folks. This is, this is reality. And they're podcasting. waving. <laughs> Dude, hilarious. You can't script this stuff. Love it. Yeah, seriously. All right. I, just so you know, I had three Japanese dudes and an Aussie with their lunch just pop in the window, walk through, wave, and pop out the other side. I don't know who they are, but I'm glad that they did. <laughs> Super weird. <laughs> All right. Brilliant. Back to back to the case study, shall we? That was kind of random, a little bit. All right. So we, we were talking about tone and that you don't have to you don't have to be super cheery and No, you totally don't. Friendly. In fact, you're yeah. way better if you don't. I reckon the approach for this stuff is like this. Imagine you've got a uh, a seriously killer migraine headache and it's been going on for two days and you're just at your wits' end, right? You go to the doctor. And uh, you tell the doctor your situation, he, he pod, prods you and pokes you and takes a bunch of notes and he sends you off to a specialist to get like a CAT scan. And uh, you know, you're, you're a bit freaked out right now because CAT scans are fairly serious. And you come back, you know, the next day you get a, you get a call saying, hey, it's Dr. You know, Dr. Shremko here. Yeah, I've got your results. You need to come in and see me. So you're there and he walks you through the results and he says, so I've got the results here. And right now you just want to know two things. You know, how bad is it and what should I do, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to be hypey, happy, and salesy. He's the doctor. Yeah, and I had a dentist like that once. He was all hypey, happy, and salesy, and he was, kept showing me pictures of people with, with perfect teeth that he had fly out from America, and he was always trying to stitch me up with about 20 grand worth of <laughs> fake veneers. And I'm like, I quickly changed dentists. Yeah. This guy was creepy. Yeah, well, we don't want that. So here's no. the, the tone you're going to use is, imagine there's a balloon and you've blown it up all the way to, the, to its max and then you let all the air out and you're just floppy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like that. Our tone is, is straight. It's serious. We're not going to hype anything up. We're just we're the dude with the clipboard saying, I've got your results and I need to tell you what's going on. That's our tone. So he changed a couple of things. Number one, he used the, the format to the T, a little bit like we talked about in episode one. Number two, he dropped his tone. Number three, he saw himself as the doctor, not the salesperson, as the problem solver, not as the sales guy. And that just made a tremendous difference. So all of a sudden, by making that change, so he learns this on a Saturday, uh, sorry, a Sunday afternoon. Monday morning, 9 o'clock, he's got his first sales appointment. And he goes, well, what the hell? I'll give it a go. First sales appointment, the guy signs up at the end of 45 minutes like magic and he's floored. He's like, this is amazing. So I get this Facebook message. This is brilliant. Got another sales appointment same day. Uh, about three o'clock, signs that guy up. He's made 24 grand on his first day and he's really stoked, right? If you average it out, he's got better. But if you average it out, he's gone from closing one in 10 to one in two. Yeah, so that's significantly better. Dude, it's, it's this way is, better. This is really like, we're bordering on the topic of positioning and, and posturing. He's just had a complete physiological change, change. to the Correct. way that he's approaching. Have you ever noticed when people are on a consult with you or they catch you on the phone, they say, oh, Taki, I know you're busy. Yes. It's like they have this inherent respect for your time because they know that you're in a position where you can really help them because of all the marketing that's led to that front door and then the way that you conduct yourself in that call. Correct. Exactly right. 100% right, dude. So he, basically, he's taken this the framework and he's taken the posture of, I'm the doctor, not the salesperson. My job is to diagnose and prescribe and people will take my medicine. Done. So he's done 24 grand in his first day, another couple of sales that week, and he's laughing. 
right? His conversion, I mean, last week, literally in the last seven days, he had five appointments. He sold six because one came through. Like he's, he's almost at 100% now. But if you average it out over the last three months, it's between 50 to 70%, right? Yep. Now, we, we, we should also just decide by here, when, when we're talking about big numbers like this, this can be a bit intimidating for people or it can almost sound unbelievable. But yeah. we, sh- we should point out, like, Rob does have to deliver something for that. He's going to give something to the customer and there may be costs and there may be timeframes. So yeah, there are, there are both bringing, costs and timeframes. Bringing the sales forward is really the technique here. But he is literally able to create the income level that he wants to the ability that he can deliver on sure. the promise. Yeah, exactly right. And so, you know, uh, sidebar part two, uh, I've got a little frame, a little kind of uh, formula, which I think uh, everyone should, if they don't have their own model for how much should I charge compared to what kind of value I deliver, value should be price times 10. Right. What, you know, whatever the price is, make sure that you're delivering at least 10 times that in actual real, not perceived, but actual real value, and you'll be laughing. Beautiful. Cool. Anyway, so we've talked about the sales piece. Let's make sure we're getting as many great appointments as we can. And so we, looked, we kind of tweaked his, his sales funnel using a tool that I, uh, that I use called the Money Map. And uh, Money Map's a really simple framework. James, if you could just grab a pen and we're going to do a, like a little spreadsheet thing. I hate spreadsheets, but you know, that's what we're going to do. A little kind of chart, uh, table. Yep. And it's got four rows. So uh, I'm going to label the rows. Yep. At the top, we've got channel. which is what's our way of getting our message in front of the right people, your marketing channel. Underneath that, we've got lead magnet, which is the free thing that we offer in return for an email address. Yep. Conversion tool is what do we use to convert a, a, you know, a curious to committed, a prospect to a client. Yep. That could be a webinar or a workshop or in this, in, in his case, it's a one-on-one appointment. Uh, And then we've got the product, which is, you know, what's the thing that you deliver? And, you know, some businesses are more complicated than that. So you'd have a product, then an upsell and then a product two and a product three. In this case, let's just keep it really simple. Nice. So we go through Money Map. It's got the you know the four rows, and then it's got some some columns off to the right of that. And these are just for you know for you to fill in if you want to about what are, what channels am I currently using and list them out. What lead magnets do I offer? What's my conversion tool? What's my product? And just kind of list them into the little boxes. Yep. And then later on, we go back and we color code them like a traffic light. You know, if, if it's completely dead, not working at all, and should be killed, let's color it in red, like a stop. Yep. If it's smashing, it's green, and we keep doing it. And then we orange, anything that's kind of in between. And our job is to get one green pathway, you know, one green in each of our rows, one green channel, one lead magnet that works, one conversion tool to a product. And that way we've got a little simple sales system that we can just, now we know it's working. It's just about putting more people into the top. Yeah, doing more of what works. Exactly. That old classic. That old classic. <laughs> so let's just, let's just kind of quickly um, run through his sales funnel because I think there's a lot we can learn. Yep. So it starts off with Facebook ads, left-hand news feed ads, Targeting, in his case, potential authors. Yep. Uh, the offer is for a video case study where he shows uh, case studies of three clients and him of how they've written a book, launched it to you know number one on Amazon, and then used that as a platform. So for it's their a stuff. massive trust builder. It's a great trust so builder. So it's educational, it's proof, it builds yep. trust. Yeah, so it goes Facebook ad to landing page, which offers the thing. They put their email address in, the next page has the video. Uh, it goes for 17 or 18 minutes, runs through the three or four case studies, and then offers a one-on-one sales appointment. There's a big yellow button under the video. They can click it, and that's to say, yes, I'd like an appointment, please. Yeah? Yep. A couple of intermediate steps, which I think are super valuable and that you know, I use in my business that Rob's now using in his and that uh, I'm sure you know, one of these, at least, we talked about before the, the thing. Um, so they click the button. It takes them to a questionnaire page to help qualify people better. Yep. 
ask them a bunch of questions about their current status, what they want, what's holding them back, what's missing, why they need him. You know, are they willing? To, are, they, are they serious about growing their biz? So you'd call uh, this a pre-sales filter. Exactly. And it asks about their income, their income goal, why they're not hitting their goals right now, what their marketing budget is, uh, you know, some stuff about books and, and their business because that's his, his model. Ask them if they're an action taker or a procrastinator, which is like, it's good. And are you ready to invest in your future now? Yep. Um, so it's, it's a great qualifier. When somebody fills in that form and clicks next, uh, it takes them to Time Trade, which is a tool that you and I both use to book people into our calendars without having to do any follow-up. I'm a massive fan of it. Massive, massive fan. Dude, yeah, I've been using it since like 2009 and it's life-changing. I've been using it since yesterday <laughs> yes. and it's, it's incredible. Dude, your no, progress I was is outstanding. Like, I, mean, I thought I was handling appointments just fine because I actually don't really have that many. And the, the odd silver circle application and some podcasts, but even on a small scale of speaking to people, it's just I'm, I'm just getting a notification and they're only making appointments at times that I think are great for me. So I've literally now uh, blocked Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday completely from any external activities and I'm, I'm only just doing stuff on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Living the dream. Yeah. Perfect, man. So, so he goes, watch video, press yellow button. Yellow button takes them to questionnaire. At the end of the questionnaire, the thank you page after they submit it goes to the time trade link and they book into his calendar for the sales appointment. Nice. Yep. They get a little email, like a uh, confirmation email from him. Yep. And the confirmation email is, hey, really looking forward to talking to you at this time. Yep. Uh, before we chat, here's some links I thought you might find useful. And he has a bunch of links off to some client testimonials, uh, links off to some of the books he's helped people create, a link to a video which is about here's what to expect on the call, which frames up the stretch the gap bit, you know, the vision and the current reality and the roadblocks like we talked about in episode one. Yep. And just explain the whole thing and get people really comfortable. And he also talks a little – there's another video which talks a bit about his system. It's like a four or five-minute deal about, you know, we publish, we promote and we profit. And he gives like case study examples of clients all the way through. And it's just a good frame up for his stuff. Yeah, and, and just to, in case you're listening to this, you feel a little overwhelmed, you can start off small with this. I, I know both Taki and I use testimonial videos just on our sales page. So usually someone comes to my funnel, they're going to see a documentary slash case mm -hmm. study. Yep. They're going to have like a tiled page of testimonials. People can watch and people who join tell me they often will watch every single one of them. Of course. Uh, because they're looking for someone like them and they're looking for that trust then they're watching the how it all works stuff and then they're applying and i think the form is great and the time trade wonderful yes it feels a little bit like there's lots of moving parts if it's new but you just build them one by one you only have to do it once you never have to do it ever again the main point here is that you're only ever talking live with someone who knows the whole deal and they're ready to go and it's really it turns into the decision making call it's not a sales pitch anymore yeah, it doesn't have to be because they already want you. And now it's just, it's more about you saying yes. I mean, we've just had uh, a few people apply to, to work with me in Black Belt. We had 24 on the weekend, which is super fun. Yesterday, we said no to three people and we accepted uh, some others. And it's now we're in the position to be, I think a lot of people try to you know, treat their sales appointment like they're auditioning for American Idol. <laughs> you know, like they're, they're tap dancing and they're kind of doing all their moves and they're trying to really impress the prospect. I think it's the other way around, dude. I'm like Simon Cowell. Yes, it's yeah. the same. I I treat it as a disqualification process. Yeah, it's, and it's and that preserves the integrity of your program. If you only ever take the just right the people. right person, this, this is just vital, and it's the cornerstone of success for both of us. Is that right. 
the reason we can help, we've got so many wins. The reason, you know, nobody, hardly anyone else could even do a podcast where each week they unpack a, a case study of a client who smashed it because they don't have enough. And the reason we do is because, A, we're good at what we do, but we're good at doing it for the right people and we're really hardcore about who we do and don't work with. Because we're coming from a position of no compromise. Correct. It's, it's when you compromise, it's when you do a job for the money or you get a little greedy or you lower your guard because you think it'll be different. You start and you regret to, it forever. <laughs> oh, like it's just, it takes 10 times more bandwidth to be working with someone that's not suitable. So yeah. preserve the integrity of whatever your sales thing. And that, that leads us nicely into the product section. Yeah, it totally does. Exactly. So I mean, you've kind of seen a little bit of the funnel. You're going to be Simon Cow. You're going to assess their interview rather than trying to impress them with your mad skills. So let's talk about this, the scale bit, yeah? Well, tell us about the product. Like what does he actually have to do for, for this money? Because that, that might be uh, like someone saying, well, gee, that's a lot of money. Was it $12,000? Yeah, dude, but it's tiny compared to the ROI they get. They get a book uh, written for them. Mm-hmm. No, before you judge, but you're not the real author. It's his deal, not yours. You don't have to worry about that. Not you, James, but anyone listening who goes, but I thought all books had to be written by the real person. Yeah, most, uh, many books are, but most books aren't. <laughs> yes. Right? Uh, Tim Ferriss writes his own books and not many other people do. So what has he got to do? Well, he's, he's got to help them write a book and that usually looks like uh, a bunch of interviews to get really deep into their head, write it, edit it, write it, edit it, you know, backwards and forwards until the person gets a book that they really love. They've got a marketing process for launching it on Amazon, which takes a little bit of time and some, some know-how. And then it's about, well, what do you do next? How, you know, now that you've got this book, what's the best way to use it as a positioning tool? Yeah? Yeah. And, and you know, I think I paid 10 grand for someone to format stuff that I'd already written and um, it's still not launched. So it, it's pretty good value. <laughs> yeah. You should talk to Rob. Anyway, so, let's, so that's kind of what he's got to do to deliver it. So how does um, he scale? Yeah. How did, awesome. So the scale question is massive. Here's what he's done to scale. So we've done a track, we've done convert. So he's moved from, I know Greg, our second case study, it moved out of office and into home. Mm-hmm. This guy did the opposite. Like he, he, uh, he's built himself a local team. I, I don't think that matters at all, but that in this case, that's what he's done. He's hired a project manager and the project manager is now doing a bunch of stuff, including most of the sales calls. Yep. Uh, and by the way, great position to say, uh, you're going to have your session with our project manager rather than a session with our sales dude, right? Yes. <laughs> um, once they come on board, he, the, the project manager actually moves people through the book and book launch project. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got an author liaison person that he's hired who helps keep them on track, accountable to doing whatever homework that the person said they were going to do. They're kind of the more the, the client liaison. He's got a tech person who does some of the techie stuff and he's hired an extra uh, editor and a ghostwriter. So he's, no, he's significantly ramped up and they're on contract. Not Okay, so in really simple terms, he's been able to sell the stuff and use that money to then hire people to do every part that Rob was doing in the beginning. Correct. So now Rob's the business owner dude. Yeah, and that's, that's a great situation. He's no longer a pure practitioner. He actually has a business and a business could really be defined to some extent about the, to the extent that the business can work without you. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So, should we do the wrap up? The yeah, end let's, let's let's do a little review here. So, we, we'd sort of think about what does this actually mean. Before we do that, how about the results? Oh, okay. You really want to go through the results? I think we should. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, when he started, he had this kind of dream of, what if I could take my six-figure business and do six-figure months? It's pretty epic. Mm-hmm. So, we've been working together for almost three months. Uh, I think it's maybe three months next week. Uh, he's had his first two months were both six figures, which is brilliant. A bunch of deals come in 
before the end of the month, so he's pretty confident this month will be the same. So far, though, he's done like 237 grand in three months, which is epic. Uh, he scaled his business, so now he's working with 60 authors instead of you know, a max of eight. His webinar, oh, by the way, and he decided halfway through to go, you know what, I should see if I can do it on a webinar without having to do any appointments at all. Mm-hmm. 63 people on the webinar, so smallish numbers. Six sales, two at the full price, which is 12 grand. And he has another like a half price deal for if you've already got a book and you just need the marketing piece. So he's still getting six sales for what, 90 minutes or something? Six sales in, yeah, in 90 minutes, exactly, uh, which is pretty cool. It's good. It's better than yeah. the old stats. He would, yeah. he would have had to, uh, to get six sales, he would have had to speak to 60 people. It was literally going to take 60 hours. Yeah, exactly. This took 60 minutes, made 48 grand, 30 of it kind of cash right now, and the rest in you know the next payment in 30 days. So that's pretty fun. More importantly, he's got vision again. Like He's about to launch a, uh, a publishing company that does things really well, and he's, and he's launching a coaching program for people who want to do it yourself with some help. Yep. Anyway, that's kind of the end of the story. Nice. So he's got lots of options because he's becoming time rich again. Exactly. This is great. So I think some of the really important things here, like summarize what it means and then we'll um, see what the main lessons are. I think what this really means is is that if you have a really good business idea and you feel like you're doing everything yourself, you go back to the Taki framework of attract, convert, deliver, and you just start working on those, work out which part's the most broken and fix that first, right? Yeah, exactly. And this is, like you said, it's a little bit like a uh, a moving – Moving object, you know, which one do you work on first? And you fix that, you go, oh crap, now that other thing's the bottleneck. So we did convert first, then attract, and now deliver. Yeah, now then, then there's this concept of the money map where you're looking for a green light path all the way through from channel to lead magnet to conversion, conversion. tool to yep. product. Yep. Right. So we might put a money map illustration on salesmarketingprofit.com where this post is. Yep. I and could even, uh, we've even got a worksheet that someone could download if we want. That would be fantastic. Cool. And I think some of the, the subtle things there are that it's really effective to use case studies. That's what this whole podcast is. That's what Rob's doing. Uh, it's absolutely one of the best forms of demonstration when you are selling. It's not just theory or an idea. It's a reality. It's yes. really – it's like a, a – it's a massive trust builder, which is one of the things that online buyers are looking for. Of all things, trust is a big one. Yeah, trust is massive, and I, I personally, I don't like I don't like testimonials. I, I don't believe them. I've seen so many people kind of just make crap up. I really love case studies because it's it's marketing, but it's content, and the line between you know marketing on the one hand and content on the other hand is is really blurred. What I love about case studies is that they they allow you to teach and deliver amazing real value and position. In his case. Yeah, that his stuff really works and he can get people great results, just like this podcast. Yeah, and a, and a, a case study really is a form of testimony. Yeah, it is. So uh, that that was one of the subtle things, and and of course, a big gold nugget. You're an old convert, and I'm a new convert. But to have a time scheduling tool is a, a fantastic thing. And so one of them's time trade. There's a few other ones, isn't there? Yeah, time trade is the one that I've been using for ages. I think that like when I bought it, they had like a a, a three month free trial followed by forty nine dollars a year, which is just insanely good. It's the best 49 bucks you'll ever spend We can also pay a little extra to get your own logo on the page. There you go, which well, I did that as well and it's fabulous. Um, <laughs> there's what? Uh, schedule once. There's schedule once. There's um, Visita. V-C-I-T-A is another one. So there's a few. I like time trade because it's easy. I've been using it forever and I'm not really in the search for another solution but check them out if you want to. Sweet. 
All right, so let's talk about some action steps. Uh, now, just a, just a little shout out to our listeners. We really appreciate the comments. We've had some lovely comments. We had one from Angelo there, another brilliant episode, lads. You guys are super inspiring to encourage taking serious action. Thanks for the yeah. priceless content. And we're all about action. Come back and tell us what action you took. That inspires us. It does. All right, so what sort of action? I, I would suggest that our listener would create a money map. and. Yeah. Just do a, do a rating on your current situation. Like, how are you going for your channel? How are you going for your lead magnet? How are you going for your conversions? And how's your product going? And and like, I guess you're going to have a bonus section there on how how can you scale your product once you've got all that stuff stuff worked out. Yeah, correct. So the money map is simple, dude. Like, you're going to download this worksheet that'll be at salesmarketingprofit.com under this episode. Step one, you just fill it in. Just take one song, three minutes. And just fill in, what am I doing? What are all my channels? What are my money magnets? What, how do I sell right now? What's my product? So that's step one. Step two, get three colors, uh, a, a yellow, a red, and a green. And just shade in. If it's working, green it. If it's not working, red it. And if it's kind of half-half marginal, could use a bit of work, but it's going okay, yellow. And then your job is just to look at the money map and go, great. Is there any of these lines where I – any horizontal row here – sorry, horizontal – yeah, rows, right? You can tell I love spreadsheets. Hey, uh, <laughs> well, I think you get so excited about the coloring in part, dude. I totally <laughs> I was, do. I've seen you at the texters at dude, uh, conferences. You're exactly. like, I'm like, the colored man. Anytime where I get to use anything from Officeworks is 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 totally where it's at for me. <laughs> I don't do spreadsheets at all. <laughs> um, so you just kind of color code it in and just look for is there, are there any of these horizontal rows where I don't have a green, and wherever you don't have a green is where you need to fix first. Yeah, and that's the deal. Love it. Great concept. This is a fantastic case study. Well done to Rob, Rob on a winner there, especially with digital books overtaking print books and the accessibility of these. I mean, what a fantastic market. Outstanding, Taki. I just, on behalf of the listeners, I want to say that's that's just a killer episode. Well done. Thanks, man. Lots of fun. I love doing this podcast with you. We got. Uh, I, I keep getting compliments about our uh, energy combination and vibe. I'm not well, sure what that means to you, but I'm loving it. Well, we'll be guided by the comments. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back soon for another punchy or killer no filler episode. Exactly. Thanks, man. You're a ledge. Talk See you, soon. You're listening to SMP with James Schramko and Talkie Moore. Visit salesmarketingprofit.com.